so you still have a you still have a quote unquote day job then? Yeah, yeah, we uh, we do a lot of touring, but uh, we all have uh, have day jobs still. I've always been curious. How do you find a job that's flexible enough that you can pursue uh, the music end of your interests, i.e., touring, i.e., recording uh, shows at night, and uh, and and still have a job when you get back? Um, it definitely takes a lot of work. I think it's it's that's a lot of the reality of being a musician in in 2019. <laughs> um, but it's. I mean, just making sure to manage your relationships. And, and I mean, I've been fortunate enough to have a job that um, they're so supportive of what I do. And I think definitely if you're passionate about, like, I mean, we're so pa- passionate about music, I think people see that and they're willing to kind of make sacrifices for you to to see you grow. Like a lot of the people that I've worked with see me, you know, playing small <laughs> small acoustic shows at you know little bars or whatever to uh, you know watching us do the halftime show at the bomber game or something like that you know so it's i think it's it's just finding people who who support you and want to want to watch you develop and all that so you guys have been doing this since 2008 what were what were the early days like for you guys um we started off kind of We've we've done a little bit of everything. We started off really like acoustic based, just very songwriter oriented. That's kind of uh, what we. That's the bread and butter of what we did. But we've now done a little bit of everything. We did a lot of touring in our early days and got. Um, I think kind of started to come into terms. We had a couple of really big opportunities early on in our career. Like we got to do Edge Fest in 2013. Awesome. Uh, with like the Lumineers. Um, um, who else? Uh, Mother, Mother, uh, the neighborhood, all these huge bands, and I think stuff like experiences like that kind of taught us um, what we needed to do to get to the next stage. And so it's always been a constant state of learning for us. But over the past, you know, I guess a couple of years, basically since we signed our deal, it's been uh, a lot of really, really neat kind of steady growth. And, and it's just, I think we've just fallen in love with it more than more and more. And and uh, just kind of grown, or definitely our sound and everything, kind of being more confident in, in not letting uh, not letting people steer us away from what we really want to do, uh, which is which is make kind of our type of music. What does it feel like to get that first big break? Uh, it was definitely real. It was surreal for us. You know, the first time you're you're backstage at a. We had a similar experience, actually. It was really neat because we had a, a similar experience just a, a couple weeks ago. We did um, Sonic Field Day in Edmonton. I saw um, the pictures on a, Instagram, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we were playing with the Glorious Sons and Sam Roberts and the Beaches. Um, so it was it was neat to be able to experience that early on um, because we had no idea what the hell we were doing back then. Uh, so you kind of got put in with this this amazing company um and we didn't really have like the foundation to back it up i guess so it was like we got a couple of really really big opportunities we couldn't do anything with it whereas now over the years we've kind of accumulated this uh number one a a a really nice like a wonderful fan base but also uh, an amazing team around us so we have a label and an agent who supported us for years and um, all these people to to kind of help promote us to to radio or TV or whatever whatever it is. Um, so it's it was kind of cool 
almost doing the same thing again years later, um, knowing that this is like almost like a piece of a puzzle rather than just like a one-off. I think uh, I, I think a lot of bands, a lot of people might be tempted to rest on their laurels once they start achieving some of the stuff that you guys have been talking uh, that you've been talking about. But that's really where the hard work begins, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. One of the one of the first conversations I ever had was one of um, like our, our very first agent. Um, that, that's basically exactly what he said. He's like, "There's there's nobody out there who's got a magic wand." Um, and uh, the more you get involved with, you know, let's say labels or agents or industry, and just the more you get into it, the the harder the work becomes. You know, the, like the hard work starts when you get signed. Yeah. <laughs> In a lot of ways, like I think people think like, okay, yeah, I'll sign a record deal, I'll finally hand it off to somebody, and then everybody will appreciate me for for this amazing music that I make, and that, and that's part of it. Um, but I mean, like for us, like we do everything. Like we like. <laughs> We run all of our social media. We do all of our own graphic design. We do all of our own videos. We do demoing all the time. We've learned all these different things um, over the years to be able to to kind of adapt and change and and you know as well as like touring and it's it's so much hard work. But you, I mean, if you if you love it, it's not work at all. It's um it's it's just a wonderful way to spend your time. But it's uh, definitely I think people have this idea that yeah if you, you sign a deal or something like that that's that's it but <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's really hard to make it in music is there and, uh, sorry keep going yeah it's, it's it's hard to make it in music I think the most important thing is the the fundamental is, is it can all end tomorrow so you just have to enjoy every minute of it and 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 just start there and 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 push after that it's really good advice is there is there personally a a conceivable tipping point for you where you'd be able to do nothing but music full-time um yeah i mean for, for us i i kind of feel like it's quite close um we used to i think we used to always think that there was like a, a you know a cliff where all of a sudden bam you're all of a sudden you're making you're quitting your jobs and you're making a ton of money uh, the reality is, is for most people it's it's somewhere in between I um, mean, something you know, the, the amazing things can happen to you. You can, you know, a video goes viral, or, or um, you know, you get discovered. There's a, there's some, you know, artists in Winnipeg where where just, um, you know, one event happens that kind of propels you to that next stage. But I think for us, we've learned having achieved some really bright early success, um, but also. The, the time between kind of playing, let's say, playing Edge Fest in 2013 and and doing a lot of the really cool stuff that we've got, like we did a bunch of, we toured with Deer Rouge last year, and we opened for the Glorious Suns this year, we all that stuff. The, there was a really, really, really big dark patch in the middle where we just had a blank piece of paper and we just had to work hard. <laughs> and there was no external validation. There was no... It was just, hey, you need to make better music. You need to brand yourselves. You need to you need to show the world who you are, and and you need to kind of step up to the plate if you want to get up to that that next point. Um, and it wasn't, you know, like they say, like overnight success happens over ten years, and and a lot of that isn't. Uh, it's not it, it's not pretty, um, you know. For for the, we got to play the the bomber game half show time show this summer and it's points like that are nice because you're both your fans kind of feel justified because they've supported you 
and you see people you know get to see up on this big stage um but they don't see the you know the 10,000 hours of of writing a new record when you, you think oh, man, I don't know if can I ever write a good song again or they don't see that that part of it that kind of the blank the, the blank page I guess how do you get past that self-doubt I have that all the time yeah but you know I think I think everybody does and especially like in 2019 we're all everybody's you know you're comparing yourself to the breadth of the world's creativity <laughs> on your phone <laughs> at any you know any moment in time, but I, I think it's just it's just enjoying it. If, if you if you like what you do, I think for for me, I love songwriting. I love the, this group of guys. We've been together for for years with a couple of changes here and there. But uh, for me, there's nothing better than than getting together and and trying to trying to solve that unsolvable puzzle. So I think it's just you to say, well, what else, what the hell else we can do? <laughs> so, so you guys are still based in Winnipeg, right? Yeah. <laughs> Do you? I don't know how to ask this question because I love I love Winnipeg. I know there's a number of times in my career where I would have had an opportunity maybe to go to, you know, a, a Toronto or a Vancouver to maybe further my ambitions for my career. But I really love it yeah. here. Do you think staying here has limited you guys somewhat? I don't want to imply that Winnipeg is a limiting thing because I'm in the exact same boat. That's a shitty way to phrase that question. But do you, do you know what I'm trying to say? No, yeah, I mean, uh, like the mu- music industry in Canada is is very much in in Toronto, a little bit in Vancouver as well. Um, I think it's different for everybody. We've we flirted over the years with moving, but the the support, um, both of uh, like Manitoba Music and Manitoba Film and Sound in in Winnipeg is amazing for for an artist. Um, and then beyond that, I think I think if you're willing to tour and put in the uh, the time and the legwork you get you can get to those places as often as you need to go um to you know we've got a little family out in toronto that uh that supports us we've got our label and our agent and and a, a, a little crop of other people who are always helping us out over there um but we um yeah, we, we love our, our hometown i i i don't uh, i don't see us moving anytime soon that's for sure good for you Hey, um, you were talking about uh, how you guys handle your own social media. I, I think there's a real delicate balance between having your social media kind of being a grassroots strategy of promoting yourself and being a little too up your own butt, if you know what I mean. What, what's <laughs> yeah, the balance? Yeah. What's your social media strategy? Um, <laughs> you know, I'd, like, I'd love to say we have one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it just happens. It's, no, it's, it's we fight about it every week, uh, <laughs> and hope for the best. No, we uh, we we try to be honest. We're a bunch of introverts, uh, really. So the whole like, I mean, we we love as everybody does. We love posting about the, you know, you play a really big show, or you get, you know, your song does something really cool. Um, you know, those are the easy ones because you get to talk about yourself for a second or whatever it is. Um, but we, for the most part, just try and make sure to, like, you know, fans, they they do want to hear from you and they want to know you a little bit. So our struggle is, is more just making sure to give people a little bit of that, a little bit of that kind of honesty and just kind of show them show them a window into into who you are a little bit and what you care about and yeah, so we we just try and um, kind of make sure to be ourselves as much as we can. Uh, are you guys still doing twenty four shows in twenty four hours? 
uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a complicated question. Um, we so we did our fifth one. Uh, I think it was a year and a half ago or something like that. Um, I think we would like to do it again. We're um, I think it's just we want to make sure that we have enough time to plan it, uh, the right the right uh, charitable partner, just something we can all agree on. We're all really excited about and uh, and just making sure we have the support here in in Winnipeg to uh, to make sure we do it do it well because it's a we we do that event like all by ourselves and it's uh it's one of the most it's absolutely crazy to organize really neat to see the support because you've got the the last few we've done we've had um you know 23 24 different businesses all supporting each in their own way uh both having us to play but also maybe creating menu items and stuff like that to to raise money as well so it's it's um yeah hoping to do it again just want to want to find the right way to go about it I asked that question backwards. Um, I mean, I guess maybe if people don't know what 24 shows in 24 hours was or is, um, maybe explain the uh, the origins of it and what you guys were trying to accomplish with it. Yeah, yeah. My, my apologies. So, um, yeah, we uh, essentially we we started doing it as kind of our version of a charity show back in the day. We had a we had a friend who was working for the Red Cross and they were having trouble raising money for uh, for a specific famine that was going on at the time. And they kind of asked us if we wanted to do a charity show. And I, I know we've never liked doing things. I don't know. I guess we always try to find find a way to put a spin on stuff. It's, that's just kind of the way our creativity kind of works. And um, so we came up with this idea of doing 24 shows in 24 hours. So basically we play one show every hour on the hour at a different venue. So businesses mostly. And they, uh, they each venue donates money. Um, so we go for a whole day just kind of hopping around the city. So like uh, like coffee shops, bars, restaurants, hair salons, basically anybody will have us. We had um, companies like Bison Transport uh, sponsor shows uh, in the middle of the night where there are no businesses open. So we played, you know, at, you know, if you play at the Provence Bridge or something like that, that's sponsored by somebody. So we did, uh, so we've raised, I think, uh, just over $30,000 or something like that. For we pick a different charity every year, just something we we can all agree on and and get behind. So we've worked with Caps Care Manitoba, uh, Winnipeg Harvest in the past, um, uh, the Red Cross, uh, and a couple other uh, charities as well. But uh, it's the it's the coolest thing we've ever done, uh, and the thing I think we're probably most proud of in a lot of ways. Sounds like a lot of organizing, though. I can I can understand why you'd be maybe a little hesitant to uh, to jump back into doing that. Hey, hey you're a uh, you're you're a singer. Um, I do a lot of stuff with my voice as well. Um, do you have any uh, throat care tips for me? Because I've been having like a lot of sore throats and stuff lately, and it sucks. Um, I, I'm, I also have struggle from uh, like a fair bit of anxiety. I think as, as most performers, most uh, musicians or artists or ever do. Um, so I've done extensive research into this uh, to the point where it's almost scientific. Um, like I started calling academic journals about a year ago, like medical journals. Oh, dang. Um, so antacids are a really big deal, <laughs> which I never would have thought of. But uh, As in not taking them? To take a Tums before bed. Um, and I'm not a doctor, so please don't, uh, <laughs> don't quote me on this medical advice. But uh, no, drink, drink lots of water. Don't. Uh, it's harder when you're touring, but uh, don't drink too much alcohol and stay away from spicy foods. No alcohol. 
What a bummer. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Uh, <laughs> all, all caps. <laughs> um, so doing uh, doing Manitoba or Manitoba, I've had an opportunity to talk to a lot of bands, and I feel like there's a, a real spectrum of, uh, of ambition uh, amongst bands from uh, guys who are uh, perfectly content uh, you know, to play uh, play a couple shows on the weekend, have really no ambition for touring or anything like that, and then uh, and then there's you guys who obviously are uh, are pushing and, uh, and and achieving some of that success. What what advice would you give to maybe a, a younger band in Winnipeg who has aspirations of achieving some of the things that you guys have? Uh. You know, I would say, again, I, I, I always hearken back to this is kind of my mantra over the past couple of years, but um, just making sure you're enjoying what you're doing, um, whether, you know, it's playing shows or, or songwriting or whatever it is, um, but definitely not being afraid to, to take some risks and, and set the bar high because I, I know like a lot of the really, really good stuff that's happened to us has been because we kind of tried to do something that, maybe other people in our lives or in our scene or whatever said, well, there's no way they can do that, you know? Um, and just saying, you know, screw it. We'll, we'll give it a shot anyways. And if it doesn't work out, typically you end up somewhere halfway in the middle. That's good advice. Mark, uh, I'm going to let you get back to your coffee, man. Thanks for your time. <laughs> yeah. Thanks very much, Jake.